Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Wednesday, January 5th. The House Select Committee looking into the January 6th insurrection now wants to talk to two key Trump allies, showing it means business before that one-year anniversary of the attack tomorrow. On Tuesday, the committee announced that it is eager to speak with Fox News host Sean Hannity. Now, there could be some First Amendment issues here, which is why you may not see a subpoena issued in this case, but a direct request to speak with Sean Hannity in a letter from the committee to Hannity and his legal team. The committee wrote that it believes Hannity has, quote, detailed knowledge regarding President Trump's state of mind and had, quote, advanced knowledge regarding President Trump's and his legal team's planning for January 6th. The committee went on to call Hannity a fact witness. For his part, Hannity did not address the situation at all on his show last night. I want to go through some of the text messages that the committee put explicitly out in its press release with this letter to Hannity. On December 31st of 2020, Hannity wrote to then White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, quote, I do not see January 6th happening the way he is being told. That's nearly a week before the insurrection. Clearly, Hannity was firmly aware, just reading what he wrote in that text to Meadows, that the president had some sense and vision of how January 6th could play out in some way that he could actually overturn the legitimate 2020 election. I mean, that to me seems to be the only fair inference into that text. On January 5th, Hannity wrote that he was, quote, very worried about the next 48 hours. Well, that begs the question, which the committee asked in its letter to Hannity saying, quote, with the counting of electoral votes scheduled for January 6th at 1 p.m., why were you concerned about the next 48 hours? Again, Hannity did not address this on his show last night. We do have Hannity on his show a year ago at this time, where on the same day, on January 5th, he was hosting Ted Cruz and talking all about the ability for Congress to come together and try to halt the certification of the vote. So what he was saying publicly to his audience is quite different than the worry he was expressing in these text messages. We had already heard of a text exchange between Meadows and Hannity on the 6th of January, where he was asking the chief of staff to please get the president to get everyone to peacefully depart the Capitol. On January 10th, four days after the insurrection, just to show you how closely Hannity was aligned with Trump's inner circle, on January 10th, in a text to both Meadows and Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan, he wrote, quote, he can't mention the election again ever. I did not have a good call with him today. And worse, I'm not sure what is left to do or say. And I don't like not knowing if it's truly understood. Ideas? Question mark. Donald Trump did respond to CNN last night after these texts came out. And he said, quote, I disagree with Sean on that statement. And the facts are proving me right. So he disagrees with Sean Hannity on the statement that he should ever mention the election again. And Donald Trump, to this very day, on the eve of the one-year anniversary, still wants to sell this dangerous lie that he somehow did not lose the election. We also learned yesterday that the committee is very eager to talk to Mike Pence. Now, here's what's interesting. They want Pence to volunteer and come in and talk to him. Now, 
three very close Pence aides, his national security advisor, Keith Kellogg, who was in the Oval Office with Donald Trump on the 6th of January, his chief of staff, Mark Short, his attorney, his counsel in the White House at the time. So in some way, he is already cooperating with the committee in the sense that the closest people around him are doing so, likely with his blessing. But that is quite different than Pence making the decision to go in and fully cooperate with the committee. It would clearly be a rift with his former boss, Donald Trump, and one that Donald Trump would probably not forgive. So watch this space for how Pence handles and navigates this moment. As for tomorrow's anniversary, there are going to be a slew of commemorations and activities related to those horrific events from honoring the law enforcement heroes to championing the very values of our democracy. Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary, previewed what we can expect to hear from President Biden tomorrow, and she made no bones about it. The president of the United States is going to call out and take on his immediate predecessor, Donald Trump, quite directly. The president is going to speak to the truth of what happened, not the lies that some have spread since. So just as you heard him say on January 6th of last year, I would expect that President Biden will lay out the significance of what happened at the Capitol and the singular responsibility President Trump has for the chaos and carnage that we saw. And he will forcibly push back on the lies spread by the former president in an attempt to mislead the American people and his own supporters. Attorney General Merrick Garland kicked off the focus on this commemoration today with a speech focusing on DOJ's work as it relates to January 6th. The Justice Department remains committed to holding all January 6th perpetrators at any level accountable under law, whether they were present that day or were otherwise criminally responsible for the assault on our democracy. We will follow the facts wherever they lead. The Justice Department continues to press forward on the biggest investigation in FBI history with 700 people already arrested and hundreds more offenders still at large and several more years of prosecutions ahead. And just a final interesting note, as for the Republican Party, it's mostly staying quiet tomorrow. The leadership, both House and Senate, not very interested in spending a lot of time commemorating this awful day from a year ago. Donald Trump canceled his planned press conference in Mar-a-Lago. He was going to combat it, of course, likely with his lies about the election. And there is the funeral of former Republican Senator Johnny Isaacson in Georgia tomorrow, which is going to cause a lot of Republicans to not even be in the Capitol and around D.C. for the commemoration activities. So, Expect to hear very little from Republicans tomorrow, other than perhaps beating up on Nancy Pelosi for not having done enough to protect the Capitol, since she was speaker at the time of the attack. And, of course, to critique Joe Biden, his efforts at using January 6th, they say, to get voting rights reform done or to end the filibuster, but mostly to make sure they keep the spotlight away from Donald Trump and his behavior on that day. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.